Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Giorgio, your friendly neighborhood YouTuber slash podcaster. And I am back with another episode of Beyond Wrestling. And we will be talking about Edge's return to the WWE. Also, we'll be talking about what makes a great wrestling uh, world champion. And also, for the last topic, we will be talking about wrestling Twitter etiquette. And I guarantee you guys, you're going to want to hear that one as well but i'm not gonna try to waste any of you guys time because i know people have short tension spans these days so the first topic we're going to talk about is edges return as you can see on the screen i have i made a little beyond wrestling graphic probably not the best one but hey it is what it is um they haven't released like any photos that he took for the website yet so but nonetheless um Thank you all for listening in on this show. And um, oh yeah, before we before I talk about the edge, I want to also say that now this podcast is now on Stitcher, which is a really uh, popular, a uh, really great popular uh, podcasting app, hosting app where you know a lot of the the big names in podcasting have their podcast on that app. So I'm so grateful that you know I got approved. For that app as well and right now I'm working on Google Play and hopefully one day we can get Apple Podcasts. That one's the most difficult one out of all of them. But nonetheless, more listeners will be able to hear this podcast. Anyways, you guys, um, wow, Edge made his triumphant return to the WWE at the Royal Rumble and it was quite the uh, emotional moment you know to to see you know considering what happened earlier in the day with you know the loss of uh kobe bryant and a lot of us felt that one so the fact that we had the royal rumble to kind of help us you know just put our minds at ease for a little bit was really nice and the fact that we saw edge come out there you know at number 21 i believe uh the crowd just erupted and i will say this there have been a lot of rumors going around for the past I would say maybe week or two before the Royal Rumble where they was talking about you know that Edge might be coming back and uh, of course you know when you see this this stuff on the wrestling news websites um you know you 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 kind of have to take that stuff with a grain of salt you know because you just never know what's going to happen and you can't always believe what you see all the time until it actually happens especially if it's people like dave Meltzer reporting it you know i just don't trust a lot of these wrestling news websites because you know their job is to get people to click on their website and click the headlines so but the more i started hearing about edge returning i was like hmm this could be a possibility so when we was watching the royal rumble like everybody like i'm sure everyone else was when we saw edge show up that was just sick and the thing is he didn't show up out of shape or anything he showed up shredded dude edge is in better shape than some of the guys that's, uh, that's currently wrestling you know he really took this return very serious you guys and um 
man, this, this is probably the best shape we've seen of Edge since, you know, maybe his early 2000 uh, days, like 1999, 2000, 2001, you know, 2002, you know, he, he, he had this same similar body type almost, so it was just really great to see Edge back in his element because of course you know he retired due to the whole neck problems and everything but just to see him back you know in the ring just doing what he loves to do is just a beautiful thing you know and believe it or not you know WWE needs big names like this from time to time to help get to keep the product exciting you know what I'm saying you know just to keep the product exciting and everything and i think that's such a great thing you know to have if you're going to be you know uh you know doing pay-per-views from time to time so um yeah i was really excited for edge he lasted all the way almost to the end you know um then of course you know uh uh drew mcintyre had won the royal rumble so from there you know we thought okay well this was it you know and honestly we wouldn't if that was the last time we would saw edge in the ring that would have been perfect but of course we saw him we got the news earlier monday that he was gonna appear on monday night raw and um you know that was really cool too because um you know it was like okay well i had saw somebody tweet that edge may have signed a three-year deal with the wwe now when we saw edge on raw he said basically i'm back you know so it must be some kind of validity or truth to that tweet that i had saw from someone that said he signed a three-year deal and it could very well be just a part-time deal limited dates only for like big time matchups and stuff so um and if that is the case then that's cool you know i'm totally fine with that and of course randy orton had came out there and uh mason lake was gonna have the rated rko group back together which was such a dominant tag team that edge and randy orton had but of course randy orton double crossed edge and hit him with an rko the crowd just erupted and just complete shock and the thing is nowadays it's hard to get wrestling fans to get it's hard to get that kind of emotion out of wrestling fans it really is and it also takes a certain level a certain kind of talent to get the fans that emotionally invested to the point where when you look in, if you go back and look at that footage after Randy Orton hit RKO Edge and he destroyed him you know with the chair and everything he did the uh, concerto thing uh, that Edge used to always do to his opponents so but if you look at that crowd they all were just in shock complete disbelief scared you know because shoot Randy he, Randy Orton, he really fucked up Edge with that chair shot so um that was such a big time crazy moment right there and um you know I just don't know like uh that shows you just how great Randy Orton is, especially as a heel. But the dude knows this is why this is what separates WWE from all the other wrestling organizations out there. They still know how to do a heel turn. 
they still know how to bring back a wrestler from the past or from an injury or whatever it may be and get the fans emotionally invested they still know how to do that better than anyone else out there and they did a great job with this with Edge because now you're gonna obviously we're gonna probably end up seeing Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania so they can really play this up really well the only problem where I think WWE messes up is, you know, keeping the fans emotionally invested because sometimes they tend to drop the ball in certain cases. But with this, there's no way you can mess this up. There's no way they can make a mistake with this. It's just it's so easy now because you've already got the fans emotionally invested. Now fans are going to be wanting to know when is Edge going to come back to get his revenge on Randy Orton. And I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't have him come back so soon. I, I really play this up right before WrestleMania. And that's, and the thing is, you don't even have to do a whole lot of promotion with this, you know, because, you know, because we already know it's gonna get his revenge, and now fans are gonna pay money to see these two wrestle at WrestleMania. So, um. Overall, I'm very pleased with Edge's return, and I hope that a lot of the younger wrestlers are paying close attention to this whole storyline, this injury angle, whatever this is. They need to pay attention to it. Pay attention to what Randy Orton was doing as a heel. Pay attention to how Edge was selling everything and in, 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 in his emotions and stuff. That kind of stuff isn't... Uh, you don't get that some people don't get that stuff naturally it has to be learnt you know and that's what you do if you're trying to be a wrestler or if you're a current wrestler and you, you're struggling to keep the fans emotionally invested you watch Ed and Randy Orton they do it better than almost anybody and um and that's just my thoughts on that Alright you guys, now we're going to be talking about how long should a wrestler be champion, you know, and this is something that I don't see get discussed too much and, um, you know, I guess the wrestling world um, as much, you know, and, and the thing is, there's two different factors I believe that comes into play with how long should a wrestler be a champion and also two I would say two factors that come into play when determining who should be a world champion but for the sake of this podcast we're going to talk about uh how long should a wrestler be the champion and to me it comes down to this like let's say a person is a babyface world champion now if they're still getting really great reactions from the fans like when they come out the fans erupt the fans just go ape shit crazy <laughs> you know what i'm saying if the fans do that then i feel like okay they still should be champion because they're still over with the crowd and also if they're still selling merchandise they're still selling the tickets they're still selling out the arenas you know but mainly it comes down to fan reaction when you start noticing that a babyface uh, world champion is losing their, uh, their, their, um, you know, the fans like likeness to them. Then yeah, you might want to either consider either changing that babyface to a heel, which is a bad guy character. Or you either take the belt off of them and put them on either another babyface champion. And if you don't have someone, a, a good guy or a good girl 
character uh, that is just as over as them and with the crowd, then you should go and put the belt on a heel that is just as over, you know? And so, okay, so let's say the wrestler, the babyface wrestler is super over with the crowd still. I would say in order for a title run to mean something, it should at least be six months. You know, six months is a good testing period, in my opinion, to see just how over a person could be as champion if they're going to be doing a lot of good business for the promoter. Because that's really what it's all down to, how much money they can make the promoter, you know. And if they can't make a lot of promoter, I mean, if they can't make the promoter a lot of money within that six months, then the promoter is not going to keep them as the champion. They're going to end up putting that belt on somebody else who can can do it so let's say the babyface champion does a great job or even the heel champion does a great job in that six months then you might want to consider put keeping the belt on them for another six months you know and I think that's general generally how that should work you know what I'm saying um and then as far as a heel now it's different because as a heel you should be the most hated person in the, that company as far as a, a character on tv and also in the wrestling world in general you should be one of the top heels in the wrestling world wherever you go fans are booing you you go to the airports the fans are they, they're trying to get close to you to try to you know th throw bad words at you or throw things at you when you're coming to the ring or when you're leaving the ring you know it should be that hostile if you're trying to be a heel world champion aka a bad guy or bad girl character you know and if you're getting those kind of reactions or anything half as good anything half as good as that then yes that purse that heel should be the champion and especially if you don't have that many good baby faces or good guy or good girl characters to pretty much help carry your company then you're gonna have to keep the belt on the heel for a good period of time like I say six months maybe a whole year if not if, if so be it because without a great heel as a world champion you can't have a great um, babyface character the one that can really put the company on the back because at the end of the day that's what you're gonna be looking for is that top babyface to be holding the belt so that they can make a lot of money for everyone and sell t-shirts and get the kids behind them it, you know it's all a little puzzle you know it's, it's all a little puzzle man you know and without Without a great baby face, without a great heel, you cannot have a great, a successful running company. And and the reason I even brought this 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 topic of how long a, a wrestler should be, you know, world champion, comes to my mind is because of in AEW with Rio, how she's the world champion, yet she's barely featured on the show in any big 
or memorable storylines you know they're not doing anything to develop her as a character that we can build sympathy behind or build an emotional attachment behind and that's a really big problem if you're trying because just the thing she's the Bayface champion that's supposed to be someone who can be out there selling out the arenas and big time matchups and stuff but if we don't have no story no background you know or anything like that there's no character development to Rio as the AEW Women's Champion then it's not gonna go over well I'm just and that's just my opinion I feel like with AEW with their women's division Britt Baker should have been a champion from day one just like when they made Chris Jericho the um the AEW um uh men's world heavyweight champion they should have did the same for Britt Baker you know and the thing is I think Britt Baker could have been booked a little bit better as far as trying to be the babyface champion but they didn't never go that route they went with Rio which I understand they're trying to get the international market and everything but you know to me Rio is really not connecting with the crowd like that because she's barely on the show she's barely on the show and it's just and it's to the point now where they're basically just protecting her they don't have her on 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 a dynamite AEW dynamite show in any kind of big way and it's just ridiculous to me so and it comes down to that when when it's like that i don't think that that person should be champion for a long time you know i could see if she was in a big storyline where you know they had this big dominant heel just destroying her then yeah you're gonna want to see the champion come back up and win obviously but and when it comes to those kind of situations you know then that person should not be the champion for that long you know um, if they're not getting over with the crowd when they come out the, per the crowd is halfway there they're not emotionally invested they don't know anything about the character you know the person's not sell selling t-shirts <laughs> no merchandise you know it, to me that's not you're wasting time with that and that's why I think they should go with somebody else as the AEW Women's Champion. Obviously, with the AEW Men's World Heavyweight title, uh, you know, Jericho, I'm sure he has no problem putting over anyone to be the champion. But it has to be the right person. Right now, I feel like Jon Moxley is the guy that should be the AEW uh, world heavyweight champion he's the only one I feel like that has the star power that has the the crowd behind him and he's believable you know and that's the guy I think should be the world champion there obviously um on the WWE side of things I think Drew McIntyre should be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion as far as Universal Champion I like what Bray Wyatt is doing with that title as the Fiend character, the Fiend character is still going strong, but yeah, eventually you're going to have to drop that belt either by WrestleMania or around WrestleMania time. And I can honestly see them putting that belt on Roman Reigns. I mean, I don't know who else they could possibly do it. You can't say John Morrison because he just came back and he's involved with this storyline, you know, with the, uh, with the New Day for those tag team titles. But eventually, John Morrison could possibly be the world champion, maybe in like the fall of 
of 2020 you know of this year so i guess we could see i feel like he could be a great world champion but obviously i think roman's gonna be the one to hold that belt soon um and the thing is man I know people be mad, but the thing is, Roman, he has a great connection with the kids and the women, you know. And if you're a wrestling company and you got a baby face that connects with the women and the children like that, you obviously going to want to capitalize on it, you know. And nobody else is, I feel, ready at that point to be the champion like that. But... But yeah, that's what that's just my general thoughts on how long a wrestler should be a world champion. In summarization, it should be it should depend on how over they still are when they come out to the uh, ring by the fans, or they're still selling merchandise, or they're helping the ticket sales in a big way. You know, do they keep the crowd emotionally invested in their matches and in their storylines uh, when they're doing their promos? You know. Um, and as long as they're doing that right, then they should be a champion for six months to a year. But if it goes on a year and the crowd is starting to go a little dead, they're trying to go, they're starting to go a little stale on that wrestler, then yes, you're going to have to drop it to either another babyface who's just as almost over as that person was or a heel. So... And I would like to know your thoughts, you guys. How long do you all think a wrestler should be a world champion? You know? Um, and what are your favorite qualities of a world champion? You know? And um, I could talk about that on another particular episode as well if you want. But anyways, let's talk about the last topic. You know, because like i said i don't want to keep you guys here forever because you probably got stuff to do but hopefully you're listening to this podcast while you're running your errands while you're working out uh whatever the case may be you know um and the last topic here is wrestling twitter etiquette now you're probably wondering what the hell is he talking about you make it sound like we're fucking royal or something <laughs> like <laughs> or, uh, like you're training us to be a uh, king or queen or some stuff you know but I'm, I'm just joking with that but seriously though wrestling twitter etiquette is something we do need to talk about because there's a lot of people there's a lot of wrestling fans on twitter and because they have these big numbers or and some of them may have been lucky enough to get a blue check mark by their name i guess they think that they can just say whatever they want they think that they can bully people into thinking the same way that they do and so they'll quote tweet shame you which what they do is they hit that quote T button. They try to say you're you're a uh, misogynist or whatever the hell the case may be, because you have a certain opinion of a wrestling character in a fake world. Because this, let's be honest with this, you guys, wrestling does have a certain level of fakeness to it. You know, they're all just playing characters on TV, you know, just like any other TV show or movie. However, the only thing, the things that are real are the moves that they do in the ring and the traveling, the, the drama, the, the politics and how much money you make. Those three things are the only real things about the wrestling business. So when you're on Twitter, you're expressing your opinions about a wrestler that you just don't like for whatever reason regarding their in-ring work or their promos or their look. I feel like people are entitled to those opinions as long as they're mature 
then that's all that matters you know but if people start getting to the point where you got you, you start bullying other people because they don't like the same wrestler as you do and it doesn't mean they're talking about them as a person unless they really are unless the wrestler really is a shitty person in real life but for the most part most people are just talking about them as a character in a character sense you know, and, and, and a lot of wrestling fans are entitled to that opinion. But when you start trying to dictate how people should think, then you, or sir or ma'am, should be removed from wrestling Twitter or from Twitter in general. You know, there's a lot of bullies on there, especially in the wrestling Twitter community. And honestly, I don't even try to argue with these people. Like, I'll share my opinions all the time from, well, from time to time on Twitter. And I get my occasional troll uh, replies from people and everything. And I never answer them. Unless I want to amuse myself. <laughs> but for the most part, I do not answer them. Because they are not worthy enough of an answer from me. when, Because I know what they're trying to do. A lot of people, people they try to... Because we know we're in this PC council culture era of um society these days so and because people have voices or at least they think they do on twitter they think they can bully people and it's just wrong you know what i'm saying and um you know so i think people should be able to express whatever opinion that they want on a wrestling character or storyline whatever it is and people like to say oh you're just complaining and everything well some t I, I, okay this is my thing you know it's not complaining if you offer solutions now if you're just talking about something just to be saying it then i can understand that may come off as complaining but a lot of times there's a lot of stupid stuff that goes on in a wrestling show or what a character does that's really stupid and it deserves to be called out you know so that's my thoughts right there is you know and 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 and, and while i'm talking about this i'm not trying to tell people what they you know i'm not trying to control what people do i'm just saying people need to try to be a little bit more understanding let people live their life the, the way that they want to live or just let them say what they want as long as they're not being an outright asshole just don't try to bother them don't try to bully them into deleting their tweets or whatever the case may be you know um don't try to dictate what people say you know because it's just never comes off well and honestly people should not apologize for their opinions about wrestling because the thing is we're all fans at the end of the day we're all fans of something that isn't technically real like i said it's only like three or four things that are real about wrestling so if we're talking about a character or a storyline then let people say what they want you know that's just my opinion on that as long as you don't start trying to uh attack somebody you know and be real if you're gonna talk about something on twitter you know regarding wrestling be real about it don't be doing it because you want to pander you know to a wrestling uh of you know to a wrestling company because if i'm sharing my opinions on here this is how i genuinely feel and i'm not going to hold that back you know just because i want to be i want to get a like from a wrestling company because let's face it most of these wrestlers and even the wrestling promotions most of the time they won't even see our replies to begin with 
they don't really care like that. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate that people respect what they do, but they really do not care, like, at the end of the day. They're not going to care. They're not going to go on there and check for no kind replies about anything, you know? Maybe if you're a girl, because sometimes they'll reply to some girl tweets from what I've seen. But for the most part, they usually don't see what you say anyways, unless you're being a super... Uh, disrespectful troll which is I think I think that's kind of you know unfair like they'll they'll reply to a troll comment but they won't reply to the countless people or that to that one really nice comment and honestly this is another thing with uh, wrestling t uh, Twitter etiquette that I think everyone should know is you gotta be ready to deal with the trolls. There's gonna be a, a whole bunch of them. I'm telling you, especially as you continue to grow your your name on Twitter, your platform. You know, you continue to grow your brand. You're gonna get trolls. They're gonna come out of nowhere. You're gonna get haters. You know, and so you gotta either learn how to deal with them or not be on Twitter. And don't delete your Twitter account the second you get some mean comments sent your way because obviously for a person to send you a mean tweet or a mean reply they must really admire you in some way they they you're taking up a lot of head space um uh, you're taking up a lot of space in their head so you should feel great about that that yeah uh, they think about you that much to the point where they have to come and personally write something mean about you you know use that as free clout to build your brand you know and, and when you respond to them if you do you don't even have to be just as mean to them you can just be like okay thank you <laughs> and you can say, hey, go and check out my shop while you're at it, <laughs> you know? You got to learn how to have fun with it because that's really what Twitter should be about. It's so drama heavy these days. And then you got a lot of wrestling fan accounts on there that are just as drama filled as these political accounts. And that's why sometimes I turn off my Twitter notifications so that I don't even, well, I just turn off Twitter in general and so that I don't even be bothered with it because there's so much negativity. And so I'm just trying to spread the positive words on there. And occasionally I will share my opinions about a stupid storyline. That doesn't mean I'm trying to be mean or hateful or whatever. If something's stupid, I'm going to call it out. That's how it should be, you know. But nonetheless, you know, I appreciate those of you who uh, listened in on this show. Like I said, I try to do like three topics per show, um, you know, and um, just to get so I can also let uh, see what you all think. You know, if any of these topics appeal to you, let me know. Uh, either you can um, contact me on my personal you know twitter page or you know which is on my youtube channel you can just go on there and my about me section which is um giorgio asmr space in the middle of course you know just search giorgio asmr on uh youtube and in my about me section i have uh my social media links there and um, you can go on there and just write me and let me know what you think about this. If there's no comment section available on the podcasting network. Because sometimes there aren't. You know. So. Um, but thank you all though for just listening in. If you can. Leave a good review on some of these podcasting apps that I'm on. If they give you the option to do so. That way 
that let them know that a lot of people like this channel and if you're listening to it on the YouTube channel uh, then leave a comment below and uh, like this uh, this audio or video and make sure you share it you know so more people can know about beyond wrestling the podcast and my YouTube channel and uh, lastly just hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything I got a lot of great gaming videos on here as well that I think you all will really enjoy um, anyways I look forward to hearing what you all think and I hope you all have a blessed one and I will catch you on the next episode of Beyond Wrestling peace out